everyone. Welcome to Chinli Zhuai, a thousand miles. This is Estella, and this is our fourteenth episode for the show. As you all know, that Chinli Zhuai was originally a quote from Mencius, describing an arrogant person who didn't allow anyone to approach him, even from a thousand miles away. But our show's goal is to bring everyone from far away to learn Chinese with us. As always, we'll start from the very beginning of ancient China. All the way until the modern era, I'll also introduce fun facts, interesting stories, and how native speakers use them in context. So the idiom for today is "wang mei zhi ke," meaning that someone is motivated by a perceived reward or a dream that is probably out of reach. The background of the story still falls in the latter part of the Eastern Han, 184 to 280 A.D., or simply the Three Kingdoms. We'll be focusing on this era a bit longer since there were so many historically significant stories and idioms. For us to pick up on the journey of learning Chinese idioms, so please go back to the previous three episodes to get yourself familiar with the history timeline and these fascinating characters. If you miss them or need a refresher, for reference, this was around the same time as the Roman Empire in Europe. Before we dive into today's story, let's get a quick review on the names of the three kingdoms. The first one is Han Guo, established by Liu Bei. People usually call it Shu Han because Han Guo is located in Sichuan and Shu is a Another name for Sichuan, the strongest kingdom was Wei Guo, established by Cao Cao. It was often called Cao Wei, which was obviously taken from a combination of the country and founders' names. The last one was Wu Guo, established by Sun Quan, which is where we get Sun Wu. With this, we get Han Guo, Wei Guo, Wu Guo, or you could also say Wei Shu Wu. These are Sun Guo, the three kingdoms. From the previous episode, we know that Cao Cao was very aggressive. He continuously led his armies to attack. And try to consolidate all the kingdoms into one under his rule. In one instance, he tried to force a march on his soldiers who were already tired and thirsty from a recent campaign. But all that they wanted to do was pause and take a break. However, Cao Cao knew that once the troops stopped moving, they wouldn't move again until they were rested. And by that time, they would lose the opportunity to gain an advantage over the enemy. Therefore, he decided to lie to them and said, "Man, there's a forest full of plums just ahead of us. We'll be able to eat and drink our food." When we get there, that's pushed through. Everyone cheered at the news and continued walking because thinking of the plums had made their mouths water, so they forgot about their thirst. This is story behind Wang Mei Zhi Ke, meaning that someone is motivated by the illusion of some unachievable goal. I'm sure no one dared to call Cao Cao out for being fraud or a cult leader in that era, but it just reminds me of how a lot of startup founders need to sell their dreams to others who are willing to believe in that dream and work together to achieve it. Life is full of unpredictable and unexpected circumstances, very much like gambling. There are no guarantees, and there is no such thing as a sure thing. It's only a matter of whether or not you. Are willing to play the game and what you are willing to sacrifice in order to win. Now, let's hear some examples of how to use it in Chinese. 望梅止渴，现在可以用在安慰自己。我们可以说，他没有钱买房子。只好每天都看房子的广告，望梅止渴了。还可以说，虽然这间店的巧克力很好吃，但是太贵了，我还是看看，望梅止渴就好。望梅止渴也可以说梅林止渴。
梅林止渴，跟望梅止渴很像的成语还有画饼充饥，说的是肚子很饿的时候画一个饼，来让自己觉得好像吃饱了。刚刚的句子我们可以说，虽然这间店的巧克力很好吃，但是太贵了。我还是看看画饼充饥就好，也可以说我没有钱买票到球场看篮球比赛，那就在家里看电视画饼充饥吧。So one may jika can be used in contexts where someone is being deceived or deceiving themselves with a pipe dream. For example, a person dreams of going to Paris, but to make up for not being able to actually go, they put up pictures and posters of the city on their walls. Another way to say one may jika is mailing jika, something like the plum forest stops thirst. Also, an idiom similar to one may jika is 画饼充饥 meaning to draw a cake for someone so that they won't be hungry. That's all for today. I hope you enjoy the story and get insight into how one may jika can be used in Chinese. The content was from legit references and scripted by Mandarin X. Zhongwanke. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more Chinese learning. See you next time.